It's another game day for the Arizona Coyotes up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to talk about that game and also take a quick look back on Saturday's game, see what went wrong, and do that and more. All on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Yes, so we'll never have a paywall for you guys to ever access our content. we got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We're back from the weekend. Arizona taking a 6-3 loss to the Boston Bruins on Saturday. We're going to talk about that very briefly. And of course, we're going to talk about tonight's game Arizona Coyotes and the Toronto Maple Leafs or rather I should say today because it's a day game but we'll get to that in a moment Carl because we got to talk about Saturday first yeah uh, not a good time uh, the Coyotes dropped their second game it's their second game having given up six goals not a great start to the season for the Desert Dogs yeah like Mitch um, you know, obviously we knew goaltending was going to be a problem, right? And I think a lot of people are starting to, like, I'm not sure, maybe it's because the, the kind of circles that I'm in and watching the Coyotes fans just get overreact, overreacting, but everyone's starting to really, like, take some, uh, really, you give Veggie a really bad rap. Yeah. Uh, he is definitely having a slow start to the season. Uh, I think teams are a lot more cued into like how to beat him, how to beat him, like you know, just shot what shots to go for. But I do also think like the team in front of him is not great. The Coyotes have taken like three penalties in the first five minutes collectively of the two games. Uh, they are not doing their goaltender goaltender any favors like with the play in front of the net, especially to start out games. I mean, I mean, and how much of that is the defense? Because we've talked about this multiple times. The fact that this defense is just so much different than, uh, you know, this year. You know, you're, you're, you're obviously you're missing a key piece in, uh, in Jacob Trickin on, you know, to just to name just to name a few or to name it, to just start off with. But this defense looking very different. And we've criticized it to start the season. We're just like this team. This defense just didn't look good. How much of it kind of goes into that? Well, I, I definitely think that defense has been an issue for the Coyotes. It's not the sole issue, uh, though. Like, penalties is definitely a problem. Like, that has, you know, not too much to do with the defensemen. Uh, just they're getting overworked. They're not able to, like, start the game just right. And I think it's, you know, the forwards as well as the defensemen. Uh, I think that, you know, the team is relatively new. They're still finding chemistry with each other. They've been facing tough competition. Uh, later this week, they're playing the Montreal Canadiens. They're playing the Ottawa Senators. Hopefully, that can kind of like bring them back to earth, as it were. You know, because Pittsburgh and Boston, they are two pretty tough teams. Oh, absolutely. They um, and I think the Coyotes have not had a good history, like you know, a good 
time against either of those teams even to just the boot so it's just like so to have against those two to start the season it makes things tough i think what it was the 19th straight loss to the boston bruins uh uh, like a ridiculous number of losses on the road to the bruins like it's just not a great start and i don't want to give too much you know you know say be too negative but it's definitely like some pretty serious cause for concern um, now, I want to get a quick positive out of you. Any positives you took out of Saturday's game? Anything that you're like, okay, you know, this is something that they can work on and they can definitely get better with. Yeah, I, I do think that the Coyotes that we're seeing are not a team that goes down without a fight. They were down 3-1 going into the third period. They scored two from Josh Brown and Shane Gossespierre. Uh Ghost getting one shorthanded, which was just great to see. Uh, they weren't able to close the period out, unfortunately. They gave up three after that, but they were able to tie. Uh, we've kind of saw that a little bit against Pittsburgh. They they kind of came back a bit. They just couldn't go as far. So I like that kind of dedication. I like that they are not a team who's going to you know just accept that they're losing, and you know, end it from there. They're a team that's going to like go out and fight. They just gotta find a way to play a full sixty minute game. Absolutely. And that's a lot of things that, you know, like, like you'd expect out of a young team, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely like the Coyotes are one of the youngest teams. They're a team that's in the second year of the rebuild. They're, you know, a lot of players have reasons to play, but, you know, it's going to take a while to kick in. It's a long season. All of the cliches that we said before the season still hold true to coming up on three games in. Absolutely. Um, now, final thing I want to talk, get get a as a quick bit for, um, from you uh, before we move on to today's game, because once again, the game, we have a game uh, today at 4 p.m. local time um, in Toronto. Before we get to that, though, I want to ask you, you know, we want to address one thing, and that's the fact that the Coyotes on Saturday did lose another um, player uh, in a injury to Connor Tim and tell us a little about what happened. I, I actually didn't see what happened with Timmons. I don't know how he ended up getting hurt. He was only limited to two and a half minutes, so it was another like first period injury. I, I honestly have no clue. There was never like I don't think I saw anything major. Um and like pretty early on it'd be tough to miss. Uh, I thought Timmons was one of the Coyotes' best players against the Pittsburgh Penguins, so this is definitely going to be a pretty significant loss. Although, like, you know, Schmaltz is also a significant loss, so the Coyotes are losing two pretty big pieces early on, which is not great for for anything. For any two injury, two injuries in the first two games. I mean, that just kind of spells, you know, the kind of season the Coyotes are going to have, right? Because we, I mean, yeah, you can compl- you can say you can, you know you know, cry injuries all you want and and stuff like that. And any team can do that. But when you're the Arizona Coyotes, it's just like, yep, this this sounds on par. Yeah, the Coyotes have unfortunately been like one of the top five teams for injuries, like in, in man games lost for, I think, most of the past decade. Uh, I don't know the numbers offhand, but they've definitely missed some pretty significant players in some pretty significant time. 
Absolutely. Well, we're going to we're going to go ahead and uh, get ready to shift things in just a moment. Once again, Arizona Coyotes at the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's going to be today at 4 p.m. local time, 4 p.m. our time here in Arizona. It's it's uh, uh, I believe going to be 7 p.m. over there in Toronto. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our partners from Simplest Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simplest Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At SimpliSafe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know because I use SimpliSafe in my own home, and they protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who have your back. And that's why I absolutely love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, SimpliSafe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders if it is an emergency, even with you're not home or can't be reached. SimpliSafe Blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. It's HD security sandwich security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion, and that that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visualize, confirm visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your own home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to save 20% off on your SimpliSafe security system. Once again, that's when you sign up for interactive monitoring plan and you get your first month free. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like SimpliSafe. Thanks for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Audacity app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So once again, it is a game day for the Arizona Coyotes, um, Arizona at Toronto, Carl, for us here in Arizona, it is at four o'clock. So it's an early game, um, but let's let's get to this, this straight out of the way. Um, there's a reason why I'm looking forward to this road trip, Carl, um, in some ways. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's, like early, it's earlier on than uh, previous times, but... If my memory is correct, and I should should be because it's only it was only it's only like you know earlier this year, the Coyotes swept their Eastern Canada road trip last year. Oh yeah, that did happen. Um, that would be a you know fun moment. Uh, it's a completely different team, but you know it's just one of those things that happens. Uh, like a bad team can sometimes just match up against well against. No, a contender. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are, you know, a very interesting team. This could be, uh, this could be fun. Yeah, um, and I know in the case of last time, you know, that was when Karove Malka turned, you know, um, you know, you know, turned on power boost and somehow became like a wall. Was that one of the the forty five plus save nights? Yeah, that was one of the forty. 
Yeah, that was one of them. I think it was like almost 50 saves he had that game against Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough because I don't know if you necessarily want to start Ingram yet, but Vimelka has not had a good show in the first two games. So, uh, you know, maybe you throw him out there hoping he has another good performance against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe you give the new guy a try. Uh, I'm not sure what I would do if I was Bear. It's going to be a difficult, a difficult um, thing. I mean, I think the you have to consider multiple things. Of course, A is his previous Karelvi uh, Melka's previous kind of games against Toronto, which again were pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you also got to consider what he did in these last two games, which is not good. Yep. Then you look at the other side of things. You look at Connor Ingram. He's got a couple. You know, he's got like playoff games under his belt yes there are playoff games against the um colorado avalanche and kind of just did not work in his favor but he was thrown to the wolves and got that experience of high intensity and the toronto maple leafs are a high intensity team so like who do you like how like you know how do you make that decision i like how you connected the toronto maple leafs uh to the playoffs like that the toronto maple leafs the team famous for losing in the first know. round of the playoffs I know. they lose in the first round but in the regular season they're a high intensity team sure in the regular season yeah they are a high intensity team um yeah and there there are plenty of reasons to be afraid of the toronto maple leafs you know austin matthews john tavares uh, freaking michael bunting now and, yeah. and you know they are going to be without their starting goaltender but it's probably a bad idea to have matt murray as your starting goaltender anyways that's gonna make a big difference and let's address that because matt murray ever since his stanley cup years with pittsburgh has taken an extreme decline like like what was the last goaltender that you can recall had an extreme decline like that after a Stanley Cup? Auntie Niemi? Niemi? Yeah, probably. Uh, I would say the reason why that's not very common, though, is because, you know, it's hard to win a Stanley Cup. Like, we've seen goaltenders take declines after a couple of years. Uh, last year, I'd say Bobrovsky was probably one of the bigger ones, but. Murray got his cups early with some like phenomenal performances, and it's weird because I think he's how old is he now? Like early thirties, late twenties, gotta be. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is like when you would expect him to be entering his prime, but but he just hasn't been able to do that. Uh, he is twenty eight years old. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it could be who he had in tandem with him those years, um, which makes a big difference, as you can see what's going on in Vegas now. And then because now that he now that that player is gone and now on a different team and. Yeah, yeah, I think we did all kind of like underestimate uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Um, but, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to him. Matt Murray was out in on the ice for a lot of those two wins uh it's just yeah it's like you said you don't see it happen too much go from like stanley cup goaltender to basement (laughs) to basement yeah 
to to one of the lowest goaltenders in the league. That's uh that's quite the fall from grace. And I won't even and I, I mean like I guess because Stanley like you know saying Stanley Cup goaltender makes it a really narrow track because again that's only like one goaltender every year. Um, I guess I can even say deep a deep playoff goaltender. You now you can even point to. Um, you know, like, like who, like Vancouver or you know Dallas or whatever had, like in the in the previous couple of years. Yeah, like he is kind of Roberto Luongo esque, mm-hmm. but Luongo at least kind of like found footing, being just like a solid goaltender in Florida. Uh, Murray's had to like bounce around a bit. Um, that unsuccessful performance in Ottawa. I kind of, I kind of want to root for him because on, on one level he's the underdog, but he's also got like two rings, so he's not that big of an underdog. He, he's playing with house money. Oh yeah, no, like he, like you don't need to be like. It's like yeah, you know, I really hope he does. Well, it's like, dude, you got two Stanley Cups. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've made it twice. You probably haven't gotten the money like a lot of other players have gotten, but you know, you got the success, and that's you know they always say that that's more important than the money. And here's another thing I'll give credit for in terms of you know winning a Stanley Cup. The only goaltender to have won back like in the like in this last decade to have won back to back Stanley Cups in a full year. Vasilevsky? Because, no, because Vasilevsky didn't play. Because remember, we were talking COVID shortened years. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He is, like, I don't know. He is definitely a good player. Uh, we're probably talking too much about a guy who is not going to be playing, though. Uh, we should definitely throw that out there. I know. Uh, I, but, um, that is that is that is absolutely fair. I just like to go down like I just go down that rabbit hole whenever someone talks about him. But let's continue. Yeah. Um. Like the the because this team is gonna, this game is going to be interesting, right? Yeah. The um just because of that and just because of the Austin Matthews connection because of you know the who the rest of this team consists of. Yeah, the Michael Bunting connection as well. Um. Have you seen the Leafs kind of be in the trade for Chikrin conversation? There was a brief discussion on the Leafs being in the trade for Chikrin, and I think there is reason to believe that they're still one of the top contenders. Um, Obviously, not as much talk as Ottawa's been getting, but I think, to my knowledge, like, you know, um, the mo- like I think like the three most likely teams go of uh, to receive chicken come from north of the border in Canada, and of course you know Ottawa and Toronto are two of those three. Yeah, so you know there's going to be a lot of those vibes in the next coming week. I'm sure the players are going to have to deal with questions like that. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Is it winnable? I'm not sure. I don't think the Coyotes played against Boston or Pittsburgh in a way that would suggest that tonight's game is winnable, but it's also hockey and the Maple Leafs lost against the Ottawa Senator or the Montreal Canadians earlier this month. So who knows what could happen 
anything could happen and the Coyotes could take a win and I'd be grateful. Like I said, I want them to like not be competing for that worst record. Like I just want that out of my head. They could have like another 18 game losing streak just as long as it's no, a win in there at some point. And we're talking, and what are you looking at? Looking at in terms of that standard, you're talking about like NHL worst or their personal worst. I mean, they're the same now because the Coyotes have tied twice for the worst NHL start with that one New York Rangers team. I mean, I'm talking about like points for this total points for the season. Oh. I, I'm not even worried about the season right now. I just want them to not have the worst start. Like, Fair enough. Um, the worst, yeah, it's the lo- the longest winless streak because not technically OT loss doesn't count as a loss for some in or it was a shootout loss that doesn't whatever it was one of those yeah. doesn't count we're officially in the record book. So when that that's when they go winless yeah you know back when there was ties in the game and everyone claims it was better i i, I am glad that ties no longer exist oh i uh yeah no i screw ties i don't like them yeah <laughs> uh do we have the the stats for the game or is it a little bit too early um we do have uh bet online odds for the game and i guess we can go ahead and move on to that um because that's fun. Um, but before we do that, I just want to let everyone know just for a quick second that just a quick reminder that we are going to do um, live shows throughout this season. Um, we will let you know ahead of time when we do a live show. Um, unfortunately, and I do apologize to those who wanted to tune into our live show last week again um, for, our, for, our, for our opener. But unfortunately, we had streaming problems. That's We're going to hope we don't run into those again, that we... Uh, Keep things going and keep our uh, locked on coyotes after dark going. Um, but that said, let's go ahead and go to the bet online odds of the game. So here it is, Carl. Arizona coyotes are point and a half underdogs at plus 150. Maple Leafs favored minus 467 plus 330. Uh, 397 if you decide to bet on Arizona. Total points at six and a half. The games have been pretty high offense, and the Coyotes have given up six goals in their past two games. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like right to bet the over on that. But also it's hockey, and that's got to end at some point, and you get like a 2-1 slog. So is that going to be today? Who can say? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation on that. Like, I think, you know, it is hard to say. And I think you look at it in this way. I don't, I don't see this being, you know, a uh, 2-1 goalie fest. I don't, it's definitely not going to be that. Um, no. um, and that means like, okay, what kind of, Look, what are we looking at in terms of the actual, you know, chances that this goes under? And I think it's really low because you're really looking at the fact that if both teams get to at least three, you're already at six. Yeah. Um, and that's saying a lot. And I think both teams can definitely get there. I think the Coyotes even less so because, you know, their offense hasn't 
I haven't seen enough from them to be like, yeah, I think they can score three against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, sure. But I'm going to say, because I look at this, this one is going to go over. I cannot predict the Arizona Coyotes to win, even though I'd love to see the uh, the streak going on, you know, uh, Coyotes winning on the road in Eastern Canada, but um, probably not going to happen. My score prediction, Carl, will be 5-2-2 to two, Toronto Maple Leafs. See, I, I do... I do kind of worry that the Coyotes offense is going to dry up, but I think that they're going to eventually stop taking as many penalties. Uh, for this one, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. 4-2 to Toronto. So still, still saying the Toronto Maple Leafs win, uh, but not having them go over that six and a half. I think so. You'll stay, be... you'll stay under, um, yeah. but it looks like both of us don't have the Coyotes covering. Um and yeah, Toronto Toronto wins outright. I don't think like unless the Coyotes show us like any like if the, unless the Coyotes can show us something tangible that they have a chance of winning games. I don't think either of us are gonna predict them to win games. <laughs> yeah, and until they get close and the Coyotes managing to like tie things up briefly in the third period is not close enough for me to to say that they're gonna win this. You know, maybe later this week when we're talking Montreal, when we're talking Ottawa, that may be a different story. Ottawa would be a little more right difficult, now. but Montreal, yeah, I can I can agree with you on that. That's a conversation we can have later. Although we were saying out there, Montreal did beat Toronto at the start of the season, so yeah, I, and I also don't think the Senators are as good as people think that they were going to be. Uh, I mean, I don't think the Senators are a basement team. I do think they are potentially a bubble team but that's at best so they've played two games they lost 4-1 to the buffalo sabers uh they've lost 3-2 to the maple leafs uh that's not the record of a bubble team Uh, i think they they had quite a few free agency or like trade splashes but i don't think they did enough to address overall that's fair enough that's fair enough or at least it's too early for them to like start gelling well yeah. maybe say that yeah but here's one thing i will say carl like you know just to kind of give some bit of um somewhat bright side but also maybe like depending on which way you want to look at it depending on like if you are like full in on tank mode or not um if you are not and just kind of want to see some good hockey um and want to see you know coyotes play well the coyotes don't have the worst record in the nhl despite being not having won a game there's a team that's zero and four right now including yeah, having in, including a recent loss to the chicago blackhawks oh See, that's when it gets bad when you start losing to the Blackhawks. Uh, so, so Coyotes fans, be lucky you're not a fan of the San Jose Sharks. Every day I'm, I, I feel happy that I'm not a fan of the San Jose Sharks. It just seems like a miserable existence. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but 
we both have so anyways we both have the coyotes losing this game um so they'll go to they will go to zero and three but we'll readdress this again when the uh when they get close to the uh the montreal game and kind of maybe figure things out from there uh, anything that you're looking for that you're you're gonna look out for personally in this game, or any other thoughts you want to share about the upcoming game? Uh, so we didn't mention it uh, earlier, but Dylan Gunther did get his first NHL point against the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's got plenty of opportunity. Let's see what he can do in game two. Oh, absolutely. I'll be super, super excited to see what Dylan Gunther can do. And speaking of something like that, I do want to just give the um, a quick heads up to people. And like I mentioned the tank earlier, just as my little final thought. Um, the NHL just the other day put out a uh, little stat on Connor Bedard's first 10 games in the WHL this season. Kind of give you a little excited for the tank in some ways. Here you go, Carl. Here's just for you. So Connor Bedard, nine goals, ten assists, hundred and forty shot attempts, seventy shots on goal. It's a lot of shots, even for a juniors player. Seventy yeah. is insane. So yeah, it's on goal. Hundred and forty attempts. That's just crazy. Yeah. This like this kid is gonna be really good. Um, I think a lot of us are gonna be looking forward to that. And that's why so many teams are losing. Definitely, uh, definitely a reason they're looking for a generational talent. Absolutely. But anyways, that's going to be just about it out of time for this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes. On Instagram at Locked On Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FF. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>